0: You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart, now and always. In Jesus' name, we are worshiped. Put your hands together. Keep clapping. Give praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. What a beautiful new Saturday. What a time to get together again in the presence of the Lord. I'm glad. And I know that today will be another special day that the Lord will speak to us specially and that He will reach each one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful, beautiful new series we begin today. The title of this series is Stars and Scars. Stars and Scars. You know, we've we've been having different sessions in this particular month of August. We'll be focusing on three stars and their scars. We'll look at three of the very notable stars in scriptures and see what we can learn from them. You See what um, we can pick from their lives, what we can see from their mistakes and improve upon in our life. Because of a the truth, there's nothing really new. You see, all those things that are happening today, many of them have happened in one shape or size in the past. And they've been documented in scriptures. They've been written for examples. So, in this month, we will be spending our time to really, really take a very close look at some of these biblical stars and see how we can learn from them. You know, in in general, some stars are born, some are made. So, it doesn't matter whether you are a made star or a born star. What we know that is common to stars is that occasionally, they have kind of scars that can snuff out the light coming from their star. You're not getting me. In life, we have people who are born with special abilities or we have people who grew up to, you know, master certain abilities that will make them shine as stars. But over time, we see that they have some black spots. They have some, some deficiencies, some character flaws that can snuff out the light coming from their stars. And we have seen it happen generation in, generation out. So in this series, our aim would be to take a look at them consider those biblical stars and see what we can pick from them without much ado let's quickly open our bibles to the book of first corinthians chapter 10 first corinthians chapter 10 i'm going to read um, a very lengthy passage please pay attention first uh, corinthians is in the new testament books is one of the new testament books For those of us who are new to the faith or who are not very familiar with our Bible or who are using digital Bibles, you just know how to quickly go to that point. So I'm going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to read the first 13 verses. Please read with me. Pay attention if you can. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. This epistle, this letter was written by Paul the Apostle to a church in Corinth, the Corinthian church. So he was speaking to them and say, hey guys, gentlemen, brothers and sisters on the faith. Do not be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea and were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Paul was saying, hey, gentlemen, let's flip back. Let's do a flashback and look at our fathers. The generation of people who came before us. These guys were supermen. They were stars. Imagine what the Bible says concerning them. He said they were guided supernaturally by the cloud. By the cloud. If, if you uh, if you are very familiar with the Exodus, that's how God brought out Israel from the nation of Egypt and took them through the Red Sea and took them through the wilderness until they got to the promised land in Canaan. You will understand that mention of a cloud here is not accidental. In fact, it's historical. There was a time in the life of Israel that they had supernatural guidance. Cloud. Cloud. There was a pillar of cloud. There was a pillar of fire. If you read Exodus chapter 40, if you start from verse 36 downwards, you see what we're talking about. The cloud will rest on them on some days. The cloud will settle on the tabernacle, like something like a place of worship. The cloud will sit there. As long as the cloud sat on the tabernacle, they know that you should not move. So they will stay. Once they see the cloud moving, they begin to move. Do you understand? They were not ordinary people. They did not need our kind of natural triggers to know it's a season for so so, so and so. No. They were supernaturally guided because God was being symbolized by the cloud guiding them. God sent his angel ahead of them to lead them. So they will see that presence manifest like a physical cloud. So God was present with them. They were superstars. The Bible said they ate spiritual food. You remember manna? The Bible said manna would fall twice a day. The bakery where that manna is done, who knows? Nobody. God will provide them food. They were eating supernatural manna, supernatural food. They were not ordinary men. So Paul was telling and say, see, these guys... These are our fathers. They were stars. They were superstars. They drank spiritual water coming from a rock. But he mentioned it. He said that rock was Jesus. You see, some of the things that we do now as the Israel of God by the Spirit, the access we have as God's own children, these guys had a foretaste of it. So, he was telling them, he said, see, don't be unaware of who we are. In fact, our fathers were supermen and superstars who enjoyed these good experiences with God, who had a relationship with God, who experienced the benefits of God. But verse 5 is a very painful verse. Verse 5 says, but with most of them, not a few of them, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness what are you talking about did you just say these guys are the presence of God, God was present in their camp, they ate supernatural food, drank supernatural water were led by supernatural means, yet the Bible says God was not pleased with many of them they suffered a great defeat they suffered death their bodies littered the wilderness so it's not how we start that matters. It matters more how we end than how we start. The Bible says these guys finished woefully. How and why? Look at the scripture verse 6. The Bible says now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also it and do not become idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. If you check that play in other versions, you understand play there was having sex. Huh? In verse 8, it says, let us not commit sexual immorality. So it's getting clearer. If you read 7 and 8, you understand what I'm saying. So verse 8 says, now, now let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Bible says in verse 11, Now all these things happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. This is the second time in this same passage that we are hearing that these things were written for our example. Why is it relevant? It's because those examples are our own realities today. Therefore, the mistakes they made can be lessons for us to learn and avoid the outcome they had. So in verse 12, which is my emphasis, the Bible now says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall let him who thinks he stands let him be careful let he fall it's very easy to extray these men as we are going to be doing in the month of August so this week, next week and the last week of the month of August we'll be looking at three men three young people brilliant, intelligent superstars in scriptures who started well but finished badly and it will be easy for us to conclude That those guys they did so because they were not good enough say "Mm -mm, be careful don't be so quick to judge if you think that you are standing be careful so that you also do not fall the things that made those supermen trip can make us trip look at those things that listed that were listed in scriptures that made them trip the bible says they stayed after evil things that is they had evil desires they had desires for things that were no good The Bible says they fell into idolatry. They were serving someone, something other than God. Is that not true of us? (laughs) Is that not true of us? The Bible talks about sexual immorality. That one of the leading things they did was sexual immorality. The Bible talked about tempting Christ. Don't we tempt Christ today? In different ways. We tempt him. We tempt him. The Bible said something else that we should mark as an example of how not to be. The also said they were complaining, complaining. So in this uh, particular series we will be looking at three people. We will be looking at Samson, an example that we will be focusing on today. We will be looking at Saul, an example and we we'll highlight which one of these ills were really the ones that tripped them. And of course, one unlikely person we will be considering in this series is John the Baptist what did John the Baptist do wrong that we can learn from? We'll be taking that today. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, as I bring forth your word, I pray for utterance. I pray that everyone who is listening will be blessed. I pray that we will take heed, lest we fall too, in the name of Jesus Christ, and that we will finish well, better than we are starting. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we'll pray. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. So we just go right into what we have for today. Samson, the superman who got carried away. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Judges chapter 13. Judges chapter 13, I'm going to read a couple of verses. I'm sure we know the story of Samson very well, so I'm not going to be reading everything. I will just be jumping from one place to another within the passage. In the book of Judges chapter 13, I'm going to read verse 3 to 5. The Bible talked about this man who was born a star and lived as a superman. I mentioned earlier that some stars were born like that. Some, they became stars over time. They were not born as stars. But this particular superman we are considering today was born a star. He was a superman indeed. The Bible says concerning him in verse 3, it "said and the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have born no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For this child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the ends of of the Philistines he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines this man is such a star so much a star before he was born the bible says that angel of the lord visited his mother hmm? in fact you know the story all too well this angel came not once but twice the angel of the lord came to his mother and gave this instruction say woman today they say you are blind He said, but you are going to conceive and give birth to a super child. You are going to give birth to a superstar. Because of that, you, the mother, should not take something alcoholic. Don't take a hot drink. Don't take a strong drink. And make sure you don't eat anything unclean. Why is that necessary? He said, because the child you are going to carry will be a Nazarite. Will be a servant of God. Will be an instrument of God. So Be careful. observe these rules so the angel of the lord told her that the bible said because the husband wasn't around so when the angel finished talking the angel of the lord went his way the woman went to meet her husband and explained everything to the to the man and said oh i had this encounter today i saw this man you know he looked like a man i saw this man he looked like a man of god because there was something strange and awesome about this man and he told me things that are difficult to to believe that i'm going to conceive and have a son and i should follow these rules and follow that rule it's going to be this it's going to be that the man said hey, i've heard though i love the way god works god is a respecter of authority the man said i've heard what you have said but i'm not going to follow it until i hear it myself see the man went and prayed. He said, God, send back that man that you sent that spoke with my wife. I want to hear it. And God answered his prayer. The Bible said, God, acting to his voice, God sent back the angel of the Lord. And they had an interaction. They discussed. After discussing, they said, Oh, Mister uh, man of God, can you please wait? We are going to offer you food. They said, mm, if you are going to offer anything, make it a burnt offering and make it unto the Lord. Make it unto the Lord. The Bible says, when the offering was being made you know they were asking the the man of god so what is your name (laughs) i love this part very well the bible says uh in verse 17 yes then manua manua is the father of Samson. the bible said manua said to the angel of the lord what is your name that when your words come to pass we may honor you verse 18 and the angel of the lord said to him why do you ask my name (laughs) seeing it is wonderful if you read another version, you say, Why did you ask my name? You can't comprehend it if I tell you my name. Labakatada. He said, If I tell you my name, you won't get it. There's no point. Do you know this is not the first time that something like this is happening? In fact, let me just quickly bust your bubble. The person whom they were talking to was not an ordinary angel. Read your Bible. He said, The angel of the Lord is a definite article. Wherever this word occurs, the angel of the Lord is a Christophany and Epiphany. That is. Christ appearing in your so-called Old Testament. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, he is ageless. He is, he is, he does, he is not limited by generations. Huh? So, Christ actually appeared to, to them in the form of an angel. He was the angel of the Lord. If you remember the story where Jacob met God at Peniel. Peniel if you read Genesis chapter 32, start from verse 28. The same encounter, he thought he was a man he was struggling with. And after the, the, the battle, the Bible says, he, the, the angel of the Lord, that man that he was fighting with, asked Jacob, Jacob, what is your name? Jacob said, my name is Jacob, blah, blah, blah. And said, okay, I'm going to bless you. So when he blessed Jacob, Jacob asked him, you too, what is your name? I said, why are you asking my name? I'm not going to tell you my name. It's not everybody I tell my name god was speaking to uh moses he said see to abraham i made myself manifest as god almighty he said to you i call myself jehovah his name is Jah." so this man was asking him, what is your name he said don't worry i'm going to tell you my name if i tell you my name you won't get it Bible says, as the offering smoke was going up, he ascended right before them. It was then, Mr. and Mrs. Manuel, they understood what had happened. Bible says in verse 20, he said, it happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar. The angel of the Lord ascended in the flame to the altar. When Manuel and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manuel and his wife, then Manuel knew that it was the angel of the Lord. If you go back and read, uh, that of Jacob in Genesis chapter 32, you will see that immediately, the fight finished. Jacob too knew. Hey, he I've seen God face to face. And I've managed to survive. Why am I saying this? God does not just send the angel of the Lord to any man. Anyhow. There must be a purpose. It was to announce the birth and conception of this superman. So Samson was not your regular guy. Samson was a born superman. But like every superman, there are rules. There are rules. So that's why the angel came and told the mother. Mother, these are your own rules. You must not take hot drink. You must not eat something or play. But for this child, razor must not touch his head. That's the rule. Stardom has rules. Go on, ask athletes. They keep it. They must follow a routine to maintain the stature they have. Ask footballers. Ask gymnasts. They must keep certain rules. You want to be a Christian? You want to throw away the rules in the name of grace? Continue. Judges chapter 14 verse 5 to 6. I'm still building the case. I read verse 5 to 6. The Bible says in verse 5, So Samson went down to Timna, with his father and mother, and came to the vineyards of Timna. Now to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his head. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Samson was a superman. Enabled by the spirit. If you read 13. Judges chapter 13 verse 25. The Bible says. him, And the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. At Mahadan between Zorah and Eshtahor. As a result of the spirit of God upon the child Samson, he grew up into a man that could build supernatural powers. Can you imagine? The Bible said he tore a lion apart, bare hands. No, no weapon, no tool. He said, as a man would tear goats. Some of us cannot even tear chicken. Let alone goats. Let alone lion. Samson ripped apart a lion bare hands. That's a Superman. That's not the only Superman uh, stunts that Samson put. In fact, if you read chapter 14, verse 19, the Bible talked about how Samson single-handedly beat and killed 30 men. No support. Only him, the 30 men. If you read chapter 15, verse 4, the Bible says he caught 300 foxes and tied them tail to tail. Fox, not dog, not cat, not rat. Some of us cannot catch ordinary mosquitoes. The Bible says he caught 300 foxes by himself. Samson was a lone ranger. He caught them by himself, tied their tail to their tail. How did not bite him? I don't understand. Set them on fire. Samson was a superman. The Bible says in chapter 15, verse 5, Samson alone killed 1,000 men alone. Just with the jawbone of a donkey, he killed 1,000 men. In fact, at another point, when Samson was caught doing something wrong, he went to the house of a prostitute. Let's, let's read that one. Samson in the book of Judges, chapter sixteen. If I read from verse one, the Bible says, "Now Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there. He saw a prostitute there and went into her. When the Gazites were told, Samson has come here." They surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city of the gate. They were quiet all night, saying, in the morning, when it is day, we will kill him. Verse 3, the Bible says, and Samson lay low till midnight. Then he arose at midnight. They wanted to catch him in the morning. He caught up before them by midnight, took hold of the doors of the gate of the city, and the two gateposts pulled them up bar and all put them on his shoulders and carry them to the top of the hill that faces Abraham. this is no ordinary man can you imagine some of us cannot carry a small window we cannot carry one door the bible said he carried city gates not only the city gates you are protected, the bars you protected all the reinforcement carried everything put on his shoulder it would have been enough the bible said he carried it and climbed the mountain went to go and put it on top of a mountain Let's see who will go and carry it from them. They will need a crane to go and carry it from them. Samson was not ordinary; he was a Superman. Superman born like that, given supernatural abilities, but like every Superman, Samson had his own kryptonites. Ah, huh? you remember Superman movie? Uh huh. He had his own kryptonites, and this particular message, I'm going to focus it on looking at the kryptonites of Samson. So that we can see our own insights too. No matter how super you think you are, there is that thing that will make you weak. There is that thing that will make you vulnerable. If you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. Something didn't deal with his own, it dealt with him. Something ended up with his eyes gouged out. Something ended up as a prisoner. He died alone in a foreign place. He died with enemies. That will not be your portion. I want you to pay attention. I'm going to give you. Some of the kryptonites, I hope time will permit me to run through. I'm going to give you maybe seven. Let's see how, how many we can take within time. The first one that I'm going to give you, number one, is impulsiveness. What did I call it? Impulsiveness. Write it. Samson was an impulsive person. If you read through from what we have read from the book of Judges, chapter 13... If you read till the very end of the story of Samson, how he died with the Philistines, that's to the end of chapter 16. You will see different instances where Samson acted on impulse. Samson wasn't a man who thought a lot about many things. His thinking was inside the muzzle. The moment the muzzle became strong, Samson would jump into action without thinking about what he wants to do without thinking about the strategy around what he wants to do he just jumps into it the Bible started in verse uh, in chapter 14 when the, 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 the child, Samson, became a man and he needed to get a wife you could see impulsiveness about what he was going to do and how he was going to do it he told his students, I like this Philistine girl she's from Timnat. I want her get her for me, I don't care about the rules, about our culture about the long standing generational guidelines that we should only marry within ourselves among our clan or within the nation Israel and we should not go to other nations, I cannot be bothered I've seen this one the Bible says she pleases him well, I don't even know what that means but as far as something was concerned, this is something he needs to do and he needs to do it right now he forced his family, forced his father and mother to go and ask for this woman's hand in marriage. He got there, he gave a riddle. Impulse, impulse, everything, impulse. He didn't think about what he was doing. Of course, when the old riddle was cast, the Bible said he got angry, went in, slaughtered 30 men, used their took their clothes and used it to, you know. For the bets, because he bets, he plays the bets. Oh, if you can get my redo, I'm going to give you this. Otherwise, you give me that. Of course, when he lost, he needed to go and do something rash in order to fulfill his obligation under the agreement he had with the family of the woman. But of course, from that moment, they knew this is not a man we want our child to spend the rest of our life with. This is a troublesome man. This is a bag of troubles. Something was full of impulse. Something who see something on the spot and pick it without thinking. There is a something in each one of us. How much thought do you put into the decisions you make? How much thought do you put into the words you speak? Once those words go out, you know you can't take it back. You can't. You can't take back your words. You, you may say, I apologize, I withdraw the words. Nobody withdraws a word effectively. If it's out, it out's. There is a something in each one of us and if we don't deal with that something that something will deal with us something was a man of impulse we cannot afford to be people of impulse we must be we must be a people who think about what we want to do who sit down to to value what we want to do is this the direction I should be going now what is the justification of this path I want to follow now what are the pros and the cons? Have I weighed my options? Is this the best behavior I should exhibit in this circumstance? Samson was a man who put impulse ahead of intelligence. Mosul was what led Samson, not his mind. Don't let Mosul lead you. Let your mind be ahead. Samson was a man of impulse. That was number one kryptonite. Number two, kryptonite for the man Samson is his unchecked lust for sexual immorality. What did I call it? Unchecked lust for sexual immorality. You remember how the Bible says in chapter 16, how it is introduced there. It says, now Samson went and saw a prostitute there in Gaza and went to sleep with her. Samson did what? He went to Gaza, saw a prostitute, and slept it out. It's not every day somebody wakes up and goes to meet a prostitute. Mm-mm. It's a gradual buildup of unchecked lust. Nobody jumps to that step once. It's always gradual. And I say this with a lot of pain, knowing that this is the reality of the generation which we live in. A generation that is overly sexualized. A generation where even if you do not have natural tendencies for sexual behaviors that are prohibited, it's all around you. There are things finding it to flames every day. You look at adverts, it's there. You are on your phone, things are popping up. You are watching news, things are popping up. You are going on the road, you see things. Let alone those who already have a bit of it in them unchecked. Remember what we read in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. You remember? Sexual immorality is part of the things that was listed as the things that made the men of old, the stars of old, to perish in the wilderness. The Bible says their bodies were scattered. Scattered. Scattered unchecked lost. Samson went and aligned himself with a prostitute Samson anointed of God read through scriptures the Bible said that each time he did on those superman feet before it you will read in the verse preceding that and the spirit of the Lord came upon him Samson was an anointed man in fact this particular chapter 16 is a very intriguing one listen what Samson did in this chapter 16 verse 4 what he did in this verse 3 rather he could not have done it with his physical strength he could not he did it edents and this is where i have a very big problem you know we 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 are so used to to grace to grace that we abuse the very grace that was meant to keep us. We abuse it. Say, so, okay, God is always going to have my back. In this instance, God is not disgracing. Of course, He went to do something wrong. He went to sin. He went to a brothel to go and have sex with a prostitute. But in spite of it, in spite of it, the Bible says He still did what His superman self would do. A dead. A dead. He was still a dead so sometimes you are doing those bad things nothing bad happens in fact you are still working in the grace you are still working in the anointing the skills and the gifts they are still showing you know why yes the gifts and qualities of God are without repentance when he has given it to you he has given it to you hmm? he was working in sin It couldn't have been his first time no it could not have been someone who prevailed on his parents I've seen this girl in Timna chapter 14 Get her for me, for she pleases me well. I love her. I love what I see. I don't know what else he meant, by it pleases me well. But Samson was a man who could not put his members to check. He could not put his members to check. You know, of course, how Samson lost his anointing. He didn't lose it sitting and crossing his leg on a chair. He lost it on the laps of Delilah. Something will always lead you to a place if you don't deal with it. Mm-mm. He didn't lose it just because he, 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 he felt like, you know, you know, he lost it because he walked into a place that he could have avoided walking into if he had checked those lost food desires. He could have checked them. He didn't. God will always give us second chances, third chances. Those chances may not always be there. One day he ran out of chances and God left him. The Bible says he did not know. He thought he would shake himself like before. I would just shake myself. The way I used to cut all those ropes, you know, that I would make you look like treads. I would just shake myself. The Bible said he did not know that the spirit of the Lord had departed from him maybe you have been indulging in some of these things that we're talking about and somehow nothing has happened don't be deceived there is going to be a day like something you will want to shake yourself to do those things you used to do and it will be gone we've got to check it there is that some sin in each one of us that the things that you desire are the things that are forbidden the forbidden fruit is your favorite desire this is what brought samson down number two unchecked loss and sexual immorality number three is misappropriation of the gifts of god that is number three kryptonite when god gave samson his mandates read your bible the bible said this one this nazarite boy he will begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of Philistines. I don't think that's what Samson did. Read your Bible. In fact, the Bible recorded that each thing Samson did was to avenge something wrong that was done to him. He wasn't doing it because of Israel. He was doing it to avenge himself. Read your Bible. See, when he, in that chapter 14, he went to marry that girl and um, after everything uh, he told the riddle, the cast is, is, his uh, card he needed to go and get something he went to kill those 30 men to be able to fix a personal problem, he wasn't doing it for Israel check your bible the bible said after that the father of the girl thought that oh by now this guy is no longer in love with the, my daughter so he gave the daughter to the best man hmm? when something came back after some time when his head had cooled down of course he was angry and left so when his head had cooled down Impulsive Samson. He came back to his senses and came. He said, "Ah, I get wife for for that place. So he went back to the place to go and visit the wife. And he wanted to enter a room. They said, "Mm, you can't enter that room. You can't enter that room. This man, this woman has been given to another man. So please, if you don't mind, we will give you the sister. The sister is even more beautiful. We will give you the sister. But we say, Samson was very angry. Because he was angry, he went to look for those 300 foxes and burnt down the entire farmland again Samson did it for revenge not to deliver Israel it was out of vengeance check everything Samson did read your bible in fact when he was dying he said let me die with these people it was revenge Samson did not use the anointing that God gave him for the purpose for which God gave him it was a kryptonite for him at the end that brought him down he died with them he died with vengeance. Many of us today, God has given you gifts. that are clear signs that you are a superstar. Not because you are so special, but because you have been endowed. God has given you something. All of us can see it. Maybe it, it looks natural to you. It's not natural. God gave you. You have to use it for him. You have been parading it like it belongs to you. You have been using it for your own purposes alone. Brother, sister, can you check? The one who gave it to you had a purpose. He had the purpose for giving it to you. And when he gave them to you, the the rules and the purpose came together. You have to use it for the purpose for which he gave it to you. Oh yes, in the process you will get some accolades. In fact, maybe in the process you get some profit. But the things that God gave you were primarily meant to be used for him. He has given you those beautiful fingers to play keyboard. And all you do is to merchandise that gift and never use it for him for free. It belongs to God. Don't make the mistake of something. He has given you that beautiful voice to sing in the choir, to sing gospel songs, to sp- sing spiritual songs. But you have turned all that beautiful gift. you have turned it to the world. So man, when you sing, man, they feel seduction in the air when you sing, something stands around them, when you sing they lose their guard and begin to misbehave, you are using it to attract things to yourself not to give glory to God He has given you intelligence, you are very smart, your memory is great your, your oratory is, is, is second to none, but all you use it for, is for personal glory that Samson in you needs to be tamed. The man Samson did not recognize that as a kryptonite, and at the end, it brought him down. Don't let that be your end. Number four, number four kryptonite of Samson seen in scripture is self-reliance. This Superman got carried away. Self-reliance. He thought it was all about him. Samson, if you read through the entire book of Judges from chapter thirteen. To to chapter 16. Samson prayed only once. Read. In fact, the second prayer point was a prayer of death. Lord, let me die with these people. The first time you see Samson praying there, in um, chapter 15, if you read from verse 17, he said, and so it was when he had finished speaking. That is, after he he killed 1,000 people with a jawbone of a donkey. He said... When he had finished speaking, that he threw the jawbone from his hand and called the place Ramat Lehi. Then he became very thirsty, so he cried out to the Lord and said, "You have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servants, and now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised?" So God split the hollow place that is in Lehi, and water came out, and he drank, and his spirit returned, and he revived. Therefore he called his name an achor which in, is in Lehi to this day. And he judged Israel twenty years in the days of the Philistines. That was one of the first place where Samson prayed. Apart from that, Samson doesn't pray. The spirit will just come and Samson will enter into action. Many of us are like that. Until one day he wanted to enter into action. He did not know that the action has been switched off. Relying on his muscle was Samson's way. Samson would not acknowledge that the strength he had the power he was building what made him superman was a super god whose ability was on him Samson was not acknowledging him until he got into trouble he was thirsty. Say, oh god you, you, you have helped your servants to do this great work of deliverance today but will you now allow me to die of tests?" oh he didn't tell anybody I'm not special. That there's nothing I have that I did not receive. That everything you see in me is by God's power. He never told it. Read through the book of Judges. He never told anybody that. That was a private conversation between him and God. He said, God I know. Just let me take the accolade in public. I will give you the glory in private. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That's not how it works. You've got to give him the glory in public. Give him the glory in public. Why? It belongs to him. You don't have the capacity to to take God's glory. You can't take God's credit and not crash. Go ask the devil. You cannot. Each time you arrogate to yourself abilities to do things without any recourse or acknowledgement to the giver of those gifts, you are reducing the lifespan of that gift. Samson did not know that he was only a superman because he was endowed. He got carried away. He thought it was all about his power. I will just arise and carry the gate of a city on my shoulder. I will just arise and tear a lion into pieces like one would tear a goat. I will just arise with one jawbone, not even a gun, not a sophisticated weapon. I can slay one thousand men all by myself. Samson did not know. He got carried away. He thought power rested with him. Power belongs to God. Hmm. Bible says, "Once have you spoken, twice have I heard." That power belongs to God. Power doesn't belong to us. Some of us today, we are so talented. We have forgotten who gave the talents. It's not yours; you were given. Samson forgot, and because he forgot, he lost what he received. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Number five, kryptonite. Samson was a man who failed to learn from his mystics. He was a man who chose to live in error. I was listening to Pastor trial for Wisdom Word Service and she made one very fantastic point. That if you, you do something wrong once or twice, it's a mystic. If you do it habitually, Whether you are doing it knowingly or unknowingly, but it has become a lifestyle. That's no longer a mistake. That is error. You can be innocently walking in error or stubbornly walking in error. Samson was a man who was walking in error. God gave him many chances to rethink and change his ways. He will not listen. He will not obey. He will not oblige. He had many reasons to learn. He did not learn. You see, if you read the book of Judges uh, chapter 14, the woman he went to marry in Timna, exactly what Delilah did to him. This woman did. The Bible says she began to cry. She began to weep. If you read chapter 14 verse 16, this is not the Delilah story. Delilah story is in chapter 16. This is chapter 14. If you read from verse 16, the Bible says, Then Samson's wife wept on him and said, You only hate me. You do not love me. You are post a riddle to the sons of my people but you have not explained it to me and he said to her look I have not explained it to my father or my mother so should I explain it to you now she had wept on him the seven days while their feast lasted this was supposed to be their honeymoon one week honeymoon the bible says the woman kept crying she kept weeping 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 weeping, weeping. weeping. the bible says and it happened on the seventh day that he told her because she pressed him So much She pressed him Not with her body It's with her tongue With her tongue She pressed him until something calculated Then She explained the, He explained the reading To the sons of her people So the men of the city Said to him This is the answer On the seventh day I thought After this ugly experience Where you will be In a situation Of being <laughs> pressurized. To disclose vital information I thought something would have learned he did not learn his lessons exactly the same thing happened Delilah came, Delilah started pressing him, in fact Delilah had a motive, she was going to be paid, Delilah had a motive, she kept pressing him kept pressing him, you have to tell me, you have to tell me, the first time he tested the water, he told her a wrong answer, she triggered action, of course the action failed because it was the wrong answer I thought he would learn from that mistake. He did not learn. He kept doing it until a point where he could no longer hold it and he did what he did before. He told out the whole truth and when action was triggered, he was gone. Samson failed to learn from his mistakes. There is a Samson in all of us. You know how many times you have done something that you know is not good for you and you went back and did it again. This is what kills stars stars died not because they are not strong but because they failed to learn from their mistakes and we all make mistakes and we all will make mistakes born stars made stars who make our mistakes do you learn from yours something didn't learn from his and he went down for it something number 6 kryptonite something was a low ranger low ranger read all through the book of Judges chapter 13 to chapter 16 at no place did you hear that something was, somebody was fighting alongside Samson Samson thought he could do it alone in life you need somebody Samson thought he needed nobody he ended up alone in fact when he died with the Philistines he died in the company of strangers there was no friend with him there was none to help him some of us are so strong we think we don't need anybody don't be like Samson. You need somebody. There must be somebody that can journey with you. You need to find and keep that person. Samson did not understand that. That was a great kryptonite to him, and that brought him down. Last on my list is that Samson was a man who reacted, not a man who thought so much. Samson was not a visionary person. Samson was a reactionary person, all true until he died. In fact, as he was died, it was a reaction to. What they are putting through, saying because these people have removed my eyes, I want to die with them. I need to die with them. The Bible said, He cried out, God, give me power. I want to die with these people. They have removed my eyes. It was in revenge, it was in revenge. The Bible says, So the dead that He killed at His death were more than those that He killed in His life. Let me die with the Philistines. Samson shouted, said They've removed my eyes. I need to avenge. For my eyes, they remove my eyes. Mm-mm. If you will go far as a star, you must avoid this reactionary lifestyle. What we say usually is as a result of what people have said to us. What we do is in response to what people have done. Living like that is not a wise way of living. Mm-mm. It's not. Samson lived his life. As a reaction to things, how true each time he met an obstacle, he will react to be able to adjust. Mm -mm. Reacting may solve a temporary problem, it does not remove the root problem. The roots always came back, outgrew the reaction, and eventually ended Samson's life. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus? It's easy for us to look through Samson's life and say, Oh, Samson was was a guy who who wasted opportunities, who couldn't fulfill his potentials, who ended up badly. But there's a something in each one of us. If we don't learn from something, we end up like something. Listen to me. The Bible says, let him who thinks he stands, let him take heed lest he fall. Today you're feeling strong. Glory to God for your life. You feel like that superstar. That's good. But you need to manage that stardom. People have lost stardom because they failed to deal with their kryptonites. You may be a superman, but there's that thing that makes you weak and you know it. Yours may be different from another person. You know your own. Something's things own. We've listed them here. You know your own. As we round off, I want you to meditate. I want, I want you to pray and ask God for help. You know your own. You know that thing. You know that list of things that can bring you down. You know it. You know it. I'm going to give you a minute to pray about it. I'm going to ask that you plead with God for mercy and for help. For help. You cannot afford to end up like something. You cannot. You cannot. You are too gifted to be wasted. Mm-mm. You cannot. I want you to genuinely and sincerely pray to God this morning and say, Lord, this is my area of weakness. This is that one thing that I cannot stand. This is that one thing that can bring me down. Lord God, deliver me from it. Lord, deliver me from it. I refuse to play the ostrich in this matter. I refuse to put it under the carpet. I'm not going to sweep it under the carpet. I come seeking help from you. I want to fulfill my life purpose as you have given me grace. Lord Jesus everything in me everything around me, everything about me that can truncate that purpose, that can end that, that gifting that can end that journey Lord Jesus help me to overcome them help me to overcome them begin to pray, begin to pray ask that the Lord will help you that the Lord will help you these things cannot hold you down They must not be allowed to hold you down. You have to engage them in a place of prayer. And say, Lord, deliver me. Lord, deliver me from it. Lord, deliver me. Deliver me from these things that can bring me down. Begin to round off your prayer this morning. Ask that the Lord will help you. That the Lord will stand by you. And give you grace to overcome those things that are capable of bringing you down. That you will not end up like Samson that your eyes will not be taken that you will not be ridiculed that you will not end up defeated in enemy territory that the anointing and the grace of God upon your life will not be withdrawn in the name of Jesus Christ our Father we thank you we give you praise for opening our eyes this way and for giving us an opportunity to make changes we acknowledge that we are man and being so That we are frail and weak. We have weaknesses. Lord, we'll bring those weaknesses to you today. We pray that you give us strength to overcome them. They will not bring us down. They will not mess us up. In the name of Jesus Christ. We'll pray that we will end up well. We might not have started well, but we will finish well. In the name of Jesus Christ. Each one of us will finish well. We will not finish with our backs on the ground. We will finish standing. Bible says, And having done all, to stand, we shall stand in victory. We shall overcome. We shall live our lives full in victory. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we're praying. Put your hands together. And I'm going to invite announcements to be taken and offering. And we will out of service subsequently. See you next week as we take the next person in our series of stars and scars. God bless you. Thank you for listening. To get copies of messages, kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly Headquarters on 40 stroke 42 Imam Dauder Street off Eric Moss O'Leary Lagos. God bless you.